I don't care what anyone says. I love Joe. And I don't fucking care who says I shouldn't. I am a human being! Leave Violet alone! Drop it! Duncan and both come correct. Oh. Uh, I mean, it's not like lesbian, like, it's not going to be pain. There will be pain. Yeah, like that P.T. Anderson movie, There Will Be Pain. That's right. It was a great movie. It, yeah, I, I drink your pain, he said in that movie. <laughs> I drink it up. Uh, well, no, I should be, I, I drink I drink your blood coffee? Question mark. End of the episode. What? And spoilers. Hey, welcome, everybody, to yet another edition of Duncan and Bo Come Correct. This time... As uh, it, it has been for some time, uh, Duncan and Bo slash fiction, the yes. never-ending parade of misery <laughs> that is our our journey through the series slasher, uh, courtesy of creator Aaron Martin. Um, yeah. I mean, at what point does it win? You know, at what <laughs> point mean, are we just is... so broken? <laughs> I mean, I, I, at this point, I'm feeling like they've missed a trick in playing this to people detained at Guantanamo Bay. Like, you get an episode out of this, you're squealing about the location of your rebel base. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, no more. Make the bad man stop. So, yeah, this is just... It's, it's just a hellhole, honestly. <laughs> it's a hellhole. Uh, yeah, it really it's is. real bad. It's a bad, bad episode of a bad series. If you're if you're uh. asking my professional opinion, <laughs> as as well you should. Um, I always. <laughs> so obviously, in addition to uh, the fact that we talk about slasher, we'll get into that in a minute. Um, first, uh, we we reach what we call the banter section of the show. <laughs> yeah, organized fun. That's what I like, Bo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, nothing is. There is nothing better about spontaneous fun than than planning it ahead of time. And agreed, agreed. Yes. So, <laughs> all right. So uh, this time around, Duncan, we're uh, we're yep. talking about uh, what we've been watching, good and bad. Also, before we get into that, let me just ask: uh, How's how's the Salem Rain? How's all that going? Are are you keeping her? Uh, it's going. Yeah, but but yeah, I think we. we I tell you, I tore up the receipt both, so there's no hand on her back. Oof. Yeah, that's dedication. Yeah. Yep, that was a risky move. Uh, no, it's everything's everything's great. Uh, still sleeping really, really, really well. Very content, small baby, and yeah, that's me officially now back at work, even though I'm working from home. So, you know, it's it's a, it's a real experience of, of kind of the, the COVID era. That when winter was born, I went to work and I wouldn't see her all day, and then you know, getting at night by the time you've had your your dinner and then you sit down, you've got a couple of couple of hours, and then they're off to bed. And now I'm like. I'm going to stand up and stretch my legs away from my desk for five minutes. I go through, chill out with the baby, go back to work, you know, another break, chill out with the baby. So it's, yeah, it's, it's nice. It's nice. Yeah. I, I hear, you know, I, uh, the, the only baby I've ever had any contact with Duncan, uh, are those that I've sacrificed. <laughs> so you didn't even bother learning the names. Uh, well, it's you are but a number to me. Look, a lot of the people in the group, um yeah <laughs> didn't want to learn a name but i always did i thought it made it more fun you know mm -hmm. um, yeah but no i actually my uh i'm about to have a new nephew uh oh. literally any day now so I, times? Yeah. yeah i was i was really pushing 
uh, for the the baby to come today, Duncan. I don't know if we've ever talked about this. I've got a little <laughs> a little quirk in my memory where I need I need something. If I'm gonna remember a date like a birthday, yeah, I need two things to happen on the same day. Like for example, you, you, yeah, <laughs> my my uh, my brother and my best friend's kid have the same birthday. And so I can uh-huh. remember, oh, June 21st, first day of summer, also Jonas's birthday, also my brother's birthday. So got it all, right? On the other yep. hand, uh, my, my first nephew's birthday, sometime in January, I know it's early, could be the 8th, oh, could no. be the 9th, could be the 10th, don't know. And don't and, know. and I just, I like, I have to tell her all the time, Hey, sorry about this. My brain just don't work in the way that it ought to. <laughs> so remind me of the birthday, and I'm gonna feel stupid when you tell me because I feel like I ought to know it, but I don't. Um, yeah. But when I step on your foot, not at you. <laughs> it's kind of like that. So um, as we record this, Duncan, today is my mm. birthday. And I did not know this. It, it Happy is, birthday, buddy. Thank you very much. And so uh, I'm hoping that the baby's born today because then mm-hmm. I would remember, <laughs> oh, hey, <laughs> we have the same birthday. <laughs> That's the only reason that I remember this is because you share a birthday with me. Or just oh, something. Or, or be born on Halloween. That would do it, too. Just something other than a random day. What, you decided to spend your birthday with one this guy which is never a good <laughs> this is like the, the worst present ever talking about one of the worst things we've ever watched yeah yeah that's right all all the all of that is true um I, <laughs> all that happened yeah i well I, like you know i kind of had a birthday dinner uh last week where the official celebration sort of happened and got you um and i got god bless her uh my girlfriend got me a uh a Sasquatch bank. <laughs> this thing is die cast, man. This thing is heavy as shit. You got to like unscrew it to get change out of it. It's something else. And uh, oh. shoot. <laughs> See, are you, are you telling me you've been squashing your cash? That's right. I'm sorry. Squatching. Squatching. Squatching, squatching the your... cash. Hashtag yep. squatching the cash. <laughs> 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 so oh, dear. yeah um, um and and also got me this amazing cake uh had had made for me that was like uh like uh it, it was a coconut cake but it had blood mm. splatters all over it and the inside had nice. been dyed red yeah yeah she's a keeper all right so um yeah, yeah so for <laughs> birthday proper today uh i'm i'm doing this in the morning well, it, mm-hmm. obviously the thing that we're doing right now and yes, then yes this is happening i'm not a figment of your imagination i mean who's to say duncan really i've been watching <laughs> watching a lot of found footage movies recently i don't know what's real and what's not anymore <laughs> is this all found um <laughs> and then uh then i'm going uh, to her place to finish up some uh, halloween decorating and then coming back to do another stream later so nice yeah you know hey if it ain't happening on as a podcast my birthday ain't happening you know what i'm saying i know what you're saying that's a life i live uh (laughs) anyway so let's uh let's get into this duncan i suppose Mm -hmm. and i suppose i suppose 
and let's <laughs> and and talk about what we've been watching, good and bad. And I'm gonna go uh, first this week. I'm gonna take executive privilege and talk about Ooh, a good thing. Look at me; it's my birthday, so I'm gonna go first. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm. <laughs> like that is the the gif that ought to come out of everything we've ever done it's just us doing our little dance um (laughs) so uh also thank you robert in the chat for saying happy birthday that's nice um i watched the other day uh which i hadn't seen in forever's duncan i sat back and watched horror express oh nice which is just a pure good it's bonkers Uh, it's yes or is a it's fucking crazy and Mm -hmm. b i think it was derek who told me d borgie uh who who told me that uh that was a movie that peter cushing was not supposed to be in that wouldn't surprise me actually (laughs) and so all right so what happened is according to the story is that um the peter it was right after peter cushing's wife died and yes. and christopher lee was going off to make this movie and he basically talked to the producers and was like hey i want to bring my buddy with me because he's kind of going through some shit right now and and he can be in your movie like you can have christopher lee and peter cushing in your movie and we're gonna hang out on set and make sure that he's cool and yeah and what a testament to the friendship that those two had oh yeah 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 but it's incredible yeah it's not, you hear the stories uh, genuine is one of those heartwarming stories of of two guys in the same industry that just genuinely loved working together yeah like and like not only on set like they spent a lot of time off set together uh, and whatnot but just generally like and, and what i get for your movie i mean you've already got the christopher lee he's in your movie so you're kind of happy and then all of a sudden the cushion's there as well yeah Nobody expects you've got some, the cushion. You've got some cushion for the pushing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's that's how he pitched it. I'm sure. Would you like a little cushion for the pushing? <laughs> oh, and then nowhere Telly's of Alice arrives. You're like, what the fuck is going on in this movie? Right, just to be like, hey, guess who's the big swinging dick in this movie? Surprise! <laughs> it's Telly Savalas. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know why I'm in this movie, but it's it's all good. <laughs> Yeah, I like how just I like all the bonkers science that they're trying to use in, in the movie oh, of God. like you know here here's a thing that is uh like the eyeball captures the, the what you saw and holy shit this thing that's must be a, from space and you know that, there's a, there's a whole thing like cause, uh, earlier on in the year me and Dave Parker uh, worked through the Forgotten Jolly box sets that Vinegar Syndrome put out and. There's about three of those movies that all have just silly science to do with eyes. Like, just, just, just <laughs> like, nonsense science. So it's not even that it captures the last image. It's like, this blind man here using the power of this synthesizer can tap into the eyes of the killer. You're like, yeah, science. <laughs> yeah, using Argento waves. Argento waves is what they're called. Yeah. Um, um, so exactly what they're called because they ripple out in shades of purple, blue, pink, red. Yeah, constantly it it has no choice but to kill his wife uh, <laughs> as they pass through her. Um, <laughs> uh, that's that. 
kind of a little bit of a deep jello cut i feel um at any yes if you laughed then you're going to hell that's right and you've wasted a lot of your life um yes but yeah, so uh, I wa- yeah. They, not only did I enjoy uh, the the backstory of the Horror Express, the other thing I really dug about it is um, I like this kind of crazy, you know. Hey, we've got uh, this prehistoric vampire, but it can switch bodies, and a lot of people have compared it to the thing. And there's a little bit of that in there. Of yeah. hey, yeah. we don't know who who this monster is. We just know that he's probably got a grimy hand and you know yeah. the mesmero eyes or whatever that's my impression of the mesmerized bow doesn't translate well in audio format yeah but on video striking stop it yes. Duncan. you're gonna make me flip out um give all your money to dvcc all yes. your money it was much better than cats i will see it again and again <laughs> um Oh, okay, so uh, Robert in the chat is saying, wasn't the story that Lee had to prevent Cushing from throwing himself down some stairs out of uh, his distraught over losing his wife? Which is that, you know. I mean, yeah, it's, it's horses for horses. I think there's the versions of that. But yeah, essentially, Christopher Lee stepped up for his buddy, got him on set, and what you have is cinematic gold yeah. as an outcome, so... Yeah, it, it, fantastic. All right, so uh, give me a give me a good thing that you saw, and then we'll we'll dump on some stuff. Uh, well, so I'm doing my 31 of October at the moment, so I'm doing just movies from this year, and I've seen some good, I've seen some bad. But uh, I want to save the one that is in the like really good camp for a conversation with me, you, and uh, the the woman they call Jamie J. Oh, are you talking Sands. about a little midnight mass? Uh, I'm talking about Malignant, actually. <laughs> oh, right. I, I, re- I really like that movie. So, right. um, I like it shocked, more than most. Yeah. I, I shocked ever loving fuck at me. Like, <laughs> I wasn't ready to be like the end. I was like, did I just really like a James Wan movie? <laughs> like, I honestly shock, like genuine shock at the end of it when it, it dawned on me that I like. I think it's I think it's his best movie by quite some bit but that's a conversation where i can go into it in yeah, more yeah. detail at another time uh, the one that i want to talk about and you've probably seen it to to, to be fair um because i've seen some of the weirder ones and those don't translate well to conversations in here but we'll touch on them maybe at the end once we've talked about the bad i swing through a couple of titles i've seen that might be worth your time uh, and your appreciation whilst not being perfect movies they have something about them that makes them interesting uh but the the one that i want to talk about is a shutter exclusive called jacob's wife oh yeah it's on my short list i still haven't seen it and i hear nothing but good things it's real good it's real good it's directed by the dude that did the girl on the 13th floor which i didn't like <laughs> i don't know um, if i ever saw that one it sounds familiar but i don't know if i ever saw it yeah, it's got the it's got the wrestler CM Punk in it. Um, I did see that, and I get... did not like it. Yeah, okay, now I remember. Yeah, a, yeah, big pile of shit. Yeah, all the um, coming out but... of the walls. I remember that one. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't a fan at all. So when I heard he was going to be doing another movie, and it was going to be this Jacob's wife, and it was you know it had Barbara Crampton, I was like, well, you have me in with Barbara Crampton, right? I'm I'm there. And then it was like, oh well, Larry Fezzedin's going to be in it as well. And I was like, this could be interesting. And they play a married couple. They are the reason you watch this movie. 
Like genuinely, a lot of what else is happening in the movie you've seen before, right? You've kind of seen before uh, in one way, shape, or form. Their relationship on screen is fucking awesome. Like, like I, I, I love the idea of this. Like he plays like a like a kind of small town preacher, um, and she is his his wife of thirty years. But it looks like thirty years ago she had options, and she kind of settled down with with the you know with the preacher, um, and has given away her life essentially to being the wife of a preacher and she's kind of hitting that age where she wishes that she'd done other things um and it just so happens in and around that point vampirism strikes and that is as far as i will go with it mm-hmm. uh yeah it's really good their their relationship is the reason you watch it there's some really cool nods to kind of nosferatu style vampires in it as well uh, kind of salem's lot-esque actually um and the the kind of head Vampire is played by the woman that played the nun. Oh yeah, gotcha. Movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know her name, face but yeah, for, yeah, perfect face for kind of um, Nosferatu style vampire. Um, and yeah, I, I'll not go anywhere. Is is he very fun? Dark comedy. I I thought I thought it was kind of excellent. And like I say, I think the big set. This is maybe the first movie in a while where I'm like that. Fesden can act, man. Like Barbara Crampton's a given, but I always forget. Like Fesden, you get him in the right role, and you don't kill him off in like five minutes. <laughs> like they, they can actually act, so it's it's, it's well worth your time. It's, it's been one of the highlights of the thirty-one thus far. It's not an, an amazing movie by any stretch of the imagination. Like I say, it's not bringing anything inherently new to the genre, but it's grounded with two characters that I actually cared about, which. Like that is a novelty in itself. So, uh, and there's a couple of <laughs> I was following. They're like the police think that there's someone killing people that they believe might be vampires. So the police don't believe it's a vampire, but they see the killing happening in a particular way. It's like it's almost as if this person believes they're killing a vampire, and they uh, they pull over. <laughs> they pull over. They have a suspicion it might be Fesden, and they pull them over. And they're like, uh, "What's in the?" What's in the case? And he's like, oh, it's my, it's my ministerial stuff to go and do like the last rites at hospital uh, and all the rest. And like, can you open it? He's like, well, I'd love to, but you know, I really have to, really have to go to the hospital because there's someone you know, about to, you know, leave this mortal coil and I need to give them the last rites and all the rest. And they're like, ah, oh, just humorous. Can we open it? And he's like. It's not what it looks like. that there's a Bible, a stake, holy water. <laughs> all right, all right. I think you'll get a chuckle. I, I, th- I think you'll get a chuckle from it. I think it, it, it's, um, it's 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 a lot of fun. It's, so it's it's been on the 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 kind of better side of things I've seen. So excellent. All right. Well, let's uh, enough of this. Hey, what did, what did you see that made you happy? Uh, <laughs> let let's strike a toe because we're about to get into slasher. So let let's get it out of the way. Um, yeah. I'll tell you. So this speaking of our lady friend Jamie J. Sammons. Um, yes. I had seen her talking up the movie Black Mountain Side, and yes, and yeah, I was yeah. like, "Oh, I had to watch that," and I did. And that movie bored the shit out of me. <laughs> like I got what it was going for, and there are moments of it that are really cool. Yeah, but there are long stretches of not great acting in between the moments of like oh that's kind of a cool riff on you know this sort of like 
folk god in the mountains kind of thing. And that yeah. part of it's really interesting. But holy shit, Duncan, let's tighten the belt on this thing. God damn. <laughs> I, um, I, th- I think if memory serves, the reason this came up in conversation, though, was because of the summer series. She was basically asking, That's right. had this been uh, yeah, had this been a title that we'd put in for consideration for 2014? And most of us that were on that episode had seen the movie, or I remember the movie when it came out. Um, and what I'd said to her was, you know, it didn't make didn't make my list. Um, but I remember kind of enjoying the mystery aspect of it, but I remember very little else about it, if I'm honest, Bo. So but I I it's not that long, though, is it? it no, is it two it, hours? Uh, it felt like an eternity, Duncan. I don't know what the <laughs> runtime is. <laughs> I feel like I'm still watching it in some ways. <laughs> but no, is the whole. I've got a vague memory of it not being like a long movie. Um, I couldn't tell you, man, because uh, let's not let's not bother trying to find out. <laughs> yeah, uh, look, I, there, there's no way to know. It's not like there's some magic device that tells you these things. <laughs> so, so the thing that really bummed me out about it is because there is like this deer-headed god that people see, and the kind of the question is: is is this people going crazy? Is it a real thing? Um, yeah, you know that sort of thing. And and like there are characters who have a conversation with this deer god about the nature of what God is and stuff like that. And it's like, this is really interesting. Mm. And it would be great if there weren't 20 to 25 minutes of them sitting around and complaining about how the radio doesn't work and all that shit. Uh, And I like, I got what it was going for. It would have made an incredible 30 minute short film and it made a fucking intolerable hour and a half to two hour movie. (laughs) I, I do. I, I do remember really liking the concept. Like, there's certain things in a short form that I think work better, and other things that people complain would be better in a short form that I like in long form. Like the the kind of inverse of what you're saying is something like Pontypool. Like, I remember a lot of people yeah. moaning that Pontypool, you know, overstays its welcome. It's too long, and I'm like, no. Like that movie has it lives and dies on you know steve, uh, steve mccarty's performance but it, it's those prolonged sections of him trying to work out exactly what's going on that really add the tension for me um so yeah I, I'll, I'll maybe go back to i know like i said like people were talking about it and whatnot when it came to shortlist of my 2014 titles i didn't love it that much that it would have made an impact in the five that i had selected so yeah i, um, I, I think there's that's... nothing worse than when you hear everyone like really excited about something especially people you know uh and then you're like, I'm going to watch that movie. You said that you watch it. And they're like, they're all fucking high. What were they like? Right. What's going on? Well, you know, again, this is Jamie we're talking about. And every Shots now. Fired, man. Yeah. I mean, I love Jamie to death, but holy shit. Every now and again, she'll, she'll whip out something on you. Like, Hey, that nightmare on Elm Street nightmare remake Elm Street. is real yeah. good. <laughs> you're like, I even know. I can't even make sense of this world anymore. Dude, we've been podcasting too long that we reached for that exactly the same time. Um, well, it's also the craziest thing that any, like, between the two of us, I've never heard a person say anything crazier, you know? Yeah, like, w- when it when it comes to, like, people that you know and you would trust with things, like, Jamie is one of those people, she's a short list of people that I would actually trust yeah. with information right. and, and whatnot, and then she says something like that, and you're like, 
Uh, you're making it difficult now, Jimmy. <laughs> it's the reason I watched Black Mountain Side was because she had said, like, oh, this should have been on the, the summer series. I was like, oh, I've never seen it. Jamie usually has great taste. Let me watch this. I'm like, you know, just I twenty four. I twenty four. Yeah, that 2014 episode was super fucking strong. Black Mountain Side was never making that list. Yeah. You were on that uh, episode. Yeah, right. I I mean, I had never seen Black Mountain Side, so it wasn't going to make the list. Uh, yeah. But also, yeah, like there were way too many good movies for that drawn out piece of folk nothing to make the list. <laughs> Sorry. I, it, it's it's not. <laughs> drawn out piece of, listen, drawn out piece of folk nothing is the new Willie Nelson album coming next year. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he does. He, yeah, on that album, he does another Coldplay cover that'll break your heart. Um, <laughs> so what have you been watching? That That is a real stinkeroo. Um, the, the, I suppose there's the, there's the low-hanging fruit. Might as well group these together. So far, I've seen three of the four titles i'm watching the fourth one today as part of my 31 that come under the welcome to the blumhouse banner yeah on oh dear god oh fucking mighty that is a slog like honestly so the the first one was now let's like because they all start bingo hell i i keep hearing that that's maybe the worst of them yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't like. I, I'll give him this. There's more. There's more. Uh, there's more to differentiate in the releases this year than there was last year. There was a couple that felt very kind of almost in the kind of psychological thriller side of things, and necessarily horror. These are all horror movies, mm-hmm. but they're just not very good. Bingo Hell is a comedy. It's a horror comedy um, about. Essentially, the, the instead of the devil goes down to Georgia, the devil goes down to a bingo hall. Um, the devil played by Richard Brake, who's great as a villain, and he's probably the best thing about this. But the humor's flat. It, it, this feels like like a short from like a Tales from the Crypt or something, because um, it's Wishmaster. It's essentially Wishmaster, but in the bingo hall, um, and it's it's not good. It felt that's it's under an hour and a half, and it felt ridiculously long the second one was black as night which is a vampire movie which Send has New Orleans, all the, which seems cool yes all the accoutrements of things that would make me happy um so it's set in new orleans uh after katrina so like there's a, a kind of plot with vampires using like post katrina new orleans to to do i'm not i'm not spoiling it, it, well, it, it makes uh, sense what a good idea uh keith david's in that um and he is chewing the scenery in a way which wasn't even pleasant. Um, and once again, that's another one that I kind of feel like it's trying to do. It felt like a, a like an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer that had been stretched out. Just felt really. And what I've noticed more predominantly in this one is is but is the Blumhouse Television division that are behind these. So these are TV movies to an extent as opposed to being actual movies, which makes a lot of sense when we swing into our final one, which was uh, Madras, uh, which I watched yesterday. And that's one that cheekily at the end throws a bit of real-life horror in there as a way to kind of justify the the horrendously boring experience you've just sat through um, by saying, well, this actually did happen in real life, Um, not with spirits and whatnot, but... I, I found that I actually found that 
as soon as that stuff come up at the end, uh, I kind of al- almost part of me felt like, how fucking dare you do that as a, as a way to, to, there's better ways to to get your message across. No one's watching this shitty movie. Um, so they've not been good. But the one that I am going to talk about more <laughs> uh, is Spiral from the Book of Saw. Oh, why would you do this to have yourself, you, Duncan? Have you seen it? Of course not. Those Saw movies are Dude. garbage. Dude, this is a new level. <laughs> this is a new level. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my. Well, let me, let me put it this way, right? So the Saw movies are garbage, right? But this has Chris Rock, and I'm like that. Chris Rock's playing a cop. I'll check that out. You know, the worst case scenario, I laugh when I'm not supposed to. Uh, but I, I love I love me some Chris Rock. So it's Samuel L. Jackson playing his dad. Like, you give me a Saw movie where someone's... T- I'm sick of these motherfucking traps in this mother... You know, like, I want to watch... You know, like, I, I, I want to watch that movie. Um, and, like, the, the idea of the, the new Jigsaw, or whatever we're calling them, is targeting police officers, corrupt police officers. You know what I mean? Yeah, it seems I'm like, like it. All right, like, I'm on board so far. It, yeah, does like, it all look like, like blue-green crap? No, so they've, they've actually corrected a bit of the color as well. So it's like it, it looks, it looks like money was spent on this movie, poor, uh, which is kind of tragic because it is terrible. Uh, and like the first thing that oh, the the dialogue is horrific. It's every cop cliche you've ever seen. It's him going in and arguing with his superior, and she wants his badge, but he's going to be there. He, you know, he's a he's a detective who turned in a crooked cop so no one in the force trusts him anymore. It's just every cliche you've seen done a million times before. Um, the the traps, which I know is what people are... I remember everyone was losing their shit about the... the I think they launched the first 10 minutes of the movie on YouTube before it came out. As we, people were like, this trap, this trap is gnarly. And I watched it and I was like, this trap is boring. Um, like this guy is wasting far too much time to try and save his tongue. You know, like, yeah, it's not his dick that's trapped; it's his tongue. You can live without a tongue. You, know you can what get mean? a prosthetic like, tongue. Like, yeah, you can get like one of them wooden ones, the, like they had in the olden yeah, times. You, they, they can reattach it as well. It's just trapped. It's not like trapped and minced. You know what I mean? It's like we can just reattach that. Like, I, I, but every other death, almost every other death, is done off screen, and then we get a flashback to how. The event led up to it. What, and Aaron that, Martin write this? <laughs> yes, dude, honestly. That it shares so much so much DNA with an Aaron Martin. I'm actually starting to think that there's a new oeuvre of direction out there where we're going to be talking like it's Martin-esque. Um, <laughs> because like, a ch- genuinely, and, like, if, if Saw, uh, the new Saw movie, the Spiral from the Book of Saw, was you know a feature-length episode of the next season of Slasher, I would be like, all right, well, they've spent a bit more money and got some bigger names, but the same level of care, attention, and detail is in that movie. You know, like, yeah. it's, it, is, it misses the mark on almost everything. The killer is blatantly obvious 20 minutes into the movie. Like, I, I, I challenge anyone not to guess who the killer is. And in the very end, and the very if you're not going to watch the movie, you have no intentions of watching I it. I absolutely do not the, intend to watch the movie. Right. Right. At the, at, the, at the end of this recording, I will tell you how they finish this movie. And you are, you're going to just want to Google that. 
Okay. All right. To, to make enough. sure that I'm not taking the piss and I haven't just made something up. All right. right? Well, you're gonna you're you're gonna want to do that because it is it is baffling how that got out of studio. All right. Well, I'm I'm excited to have that spoiled as are my <laughs> row of heads. Um, <laughs> they all look excited. Uh, they, they are very <laughs> excited. Uh, all right. Well, look, the, we've done our filthy business, Duncan. Well, well okay, okay. Can I just can I just highlight maybe one or two more titles Please. that I think might be worth you checking out? But, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So these are ones that I've seen that I actually found relatively interesting without necessarily saying like th- this is a objectively great movie. Uh, so the first one that I would I would recommend you check out is We Need to Do Something. Okay. I, yeah, so, I've seen. Right, yeah. Okay. Right. So it, it probably in terms of the big selling point for me, Pat Healy is in this movie all right and pat healy is going full-on jack Torrance, right oh i like that so yeah so it's um a hurricane is happening a family who are all kind of dysfunctional get trapped and they have like a, a kind of outhouse area which is like a bathroom so it's very fancy on me sort of room and they they go out into that for shelter and when they go in there a tree falls over the door we're basically trapping them in and you just spend time with them. But then it starts to, there's, there's something almost missed, like about what's going on. Like things don't quite make sense. Weird events start happening that feel like they have a supernatural feel to them. And it all might be related to the daughter uh, who's trapped in there with them and her secret lesbian girlfriend. Oh, all that. right. I, I found that, I found that like, I didn't, Apparently it's based on a book, um, like a kind of short novel, and I've heard a lot of people saying, you know, it's fairly true to the, that work. To me, it feels like it would work really, really good as a novel, um, maybe not so much as a, as, as a full film, but there's plenty in there in the performances. There is a scene that creeped me the fuck out, right? And I will, I'm not going to give it away, uh, but there's a scene with a presumed creature outside the door and then a voice, and it, it like when it happened, I was like, "Oh fuck!" Um, it just it landed. There's a couple of really good setups that way. Um, it, it's it's very aloof though. I mean, it, like it doesn't necessarily even go as far as to tell you exactly what's happening by the end. You just have to kind of make up your own mind. So that's one that I would I, I would recommend that people out there in the internet world check out. Um, another one which is available on. Netflix. I liked it. I know a lot of people didn't like it. Uh, a classic horror story. Oh, which, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's just an Italian horror movie um, which is kind of the way <laughs> the way I uh, let me get my exact words to describe said movie because it probably does the, the, the kind of best way of putting it together. Uh, part Texas Chainsaw Massacre, part Evil Dead, part Calvert and part Hostel, but all Italian. Um, I yeah, like all of much, that. Yeah, it's nuts. The, the whole first two thirds of the movie are one thing, and then it, it makes a move into a different territory. And if you go with that move, I think you really enjoy it. If you don't like that move that they do, I'm not saying the movie falls apart, but it will leave a sour taste in your mouth. But I, I liked it. I thought it was kind of kind of bonkers, kind of fun. Um, so I'll go with that one. And if anyone out there, I don't necessarily think you'll enjoy this, Bo, but if anyone out there likes the old kind of the old uh, slasher. Uh, not the TV show, but slasher kind of subgenre and fancies a kind of new teen slasher movie that might tickle a niche. Um, there's someone inside your house 
just dropped on Netflix. It's directed by Patrick Bryce, the guy that did Creep 1 and Creep 2. Um, and it's it's pretty good. And the ending's a bit too too high profile and too, like, it works really well on a, a kind of macro level. It's a killer killing high school students that have, like, a, a, a dark secret bow. And he does it with the digitally, it's a 3D printed mask of the person he's killing. That's kind of cool. Bloody. Yeah. It's bloody. The, like I say, it expands out a little bit too much. And by the end, it's like, uh, but the first two, kind of two thirds of that movie, as a slasher, super fun, super gory. So, yeah, worth checking out as well. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, so I, I will definitely put those on the list. I'm about at the point where I've got my my recordings for the 31 days wrapped up. And so I can start watching other movies again. Yeah, because I went like you want to watch. Yeah, I went from like summer series right into this, and I was like, "Oof, I've been watching a lot of stuff under the gun." Um, I'm having a great time with it. Don't get me wrong; I've been watching good shit. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I, I'm this week. I expect to see. I'll, I'll watch Jacob's Wife for sure, and I expect to see Titan. Yep. Uh, oh yeah, week. that's not coming out in the UK until January. So, yeah so i'll tell you all about it i'll I'll tell you every detail duncan all the shit you don't even want to know i've been told that even if you tell me every detail about that i will still be surprised when i see it so I, yeah i it was a conversation i had with my buddy chad recently where he was he was like hey if you see the trailer for ghostbusters afterlife are you gonna go see that i was like fuck no have you seen the trailer for titan and <laughs> i sent that over to him he was like this is why we're very different people you know yes yeah <laughs> um but i yeah titan titan and dune and probably Macbeth oh. are the those are the three movies that i'm most excited to see this year you know yeah i, I would add i'd add to that um uh was that late late night in soho last night in soho oh yeah yeah the new edgar Wright. yeah i yeah sure, i really sure. really like really like the look of that i really really like the look of that um, and I think there's there's another one which escapes me, which I think looks kind of great before the year's out. But I mean, all eyes are on Dune. Dune's got. I'd like. I know for a fact Dune's going to be incredible. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, look who's involved with it. Look who's behind it. It, it. There's no way he has not let us down. Yeah, like, he, he hasn't Villeneuve made a bad never movie. made a bad movie. Yeah, yeah. And, hasn't and made one. Like, did you hear? By the way, speaking of uh, Denny Villeneuve um mm -hmm. somebody asked him if he wanted to make a bond movie he was like oh i'd love to make a bond movie i was like well that's how you get me to watch a james bond film <laughs> I don't give everyone's everyone's like this is this is the thing about it you do this every fucking every time there's the, the you know like because daniel craig's supposed to have retired from playing bond three times now but he kept coming back um and now that they've kind of put him to bed and are coming about the amount of directors that are coming in with their their pitches now is nuts. Like everyone wants, everyone yeah. wants to take a stab at a Bond film, and I would I like the. Well, the thing is, this is where it gets interesting. Like MGM got bought over, didn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Isn't it Disney so it's, now? It's Amazon now. Amazon. That's and, right. I thought it was. I thought it was Amazon. Yeah, you're right. So, you're right. So I'm now thinking, Amazon bro. We can we can do we can do whatever the fuck we want. Next one filmed entirely in space. Do, we're gonna remake Moonraker only actually in space. 
If they bring back the reanimated corpse of Jaws, I will be over the moon because uh, that's how you get that's how you get Duncan in on that baby. I'll, I'll tell you uh, what, Dennis Villeneuve directing a remake of Moonraker with with the things set in space with a zombie Jaws and a a so, score by Philip Glass. Oh, we might as well be printing money both. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this will just be just just going just going for it. Uh, yeah, I like that. I think it'll be interesting to see where all the the, the stuff. I know Carrie Fukunaga has already tried to pitch a potential next one for him as well. Great, uh, I, I, we'll another guy I would like to see, I, and and just do something interesting with that casting. You yeah. know, I know yeah. a lot of people are all you know butthurt about the idea of James Bond being a woman or something, but. Like, why not? Let's just do something fun with this. Like, I, I just couldn't give yeah, a running shit about James fuck. Bond. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, I like honestly couldn't give a fuck who plays James Bond um, at all. Like, because we've had bad Bonds in the past. So. Sure, sure. I, I look. I saw on Her Majesty's Secret Service. I, I know all about it. Uh, <laughs> I don't like Brosnan's Bond. I know there's people out there that really like Brosnan's Bond, but I don't. Mm, I like him Can't more than it, Dalton. Man. I, I, think- I love Dalton's amazing. Dalton's like manic. All the- Dalton's Dalton's performance is kind of the fuck you, James Bond, and that's kind of why I like him. Yeah, I, I and I will hand it to License to Kill that they just have a a pit of sharks in that movie, and that that seems all right. <laughs> oh my God. To blow the pit of sharks. Yeah, yeah. Let's just throw the suitcase full of cocaine or money or whatever it was in the pit of sharks. Watch yep. people go after it. Um, yeah, we need to find out though. Does do these sharks have freaking laser guns stuck to their heads? Bro? Man, uh, that's another series I've considered going back to revisit, and I just don't know if that's going to hold up. I have I a feeling hold it up. won't. Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> I have a feeling. <laughs> right. When I think back about like Will Ferrell and Brownface, and I'm like, I don't know if that's going to be a good look for that series. <laughs> Um, I can't remember what his name is again. It's such it, a stupid name. I, yeah. I went years not understanding that was Will Ferrell as well. Like, and then I watched it like years and years after the fact. It was like that. Is that fucking Will Ferrell? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not dead. I just, I just very badly burned. I'm feeling better. Yeah, I mean it's just terrible. You it's like... shot me. <laughs> I can't believe you shot me. <laughs> All right, let's let's Don't do it. Don't let, do it. let's yeah. get into the slasher here. This is uh, episode two, uh, which covers nine a.m. to twelve p.m. And somebody a lot happens. A lot happens between these three hours. A lot happens, both. There's a lot that goes down. Of- somebody in the I think it was in the the Teapots Facebook group pointed out that like, oh yeah, keeping these like tight periods of time is completely undone by the fact that we we do nothing but flashback through the through this episode so it's like well it doesn't really matter you know what we get additional flashbacks this is like those three hours (laughs) give you the time to flashback more um, we flash back 20 years in this for no reason uh, at all. all right. Like for no expl- it adds nothing to the character's like actions of what he, he genuinely does in this episode, except to one make me feel sorry for him for a second before he does something that makes me feel totally unsorry for him and wish him death. 
All right, well, all right, let's jump into it because that almost happens right off the bat. So the first scene is just a um, our Emma Notberts uh, stuck up in the vent to remind us, like, oh yeah, she got fucking killed all uh, Jason X style in yeah, the last face episode. Still, her face is all melted. Face off, and <laughs> then. <laughs> And so, yeah, she's crammed all up in the vents and whatnot. And then, you're right, we flashed back 20 years ago. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on a second, yep. Slasher. I thought we were only going back a year in this one. No, 20 years ago, Bo. 20 years ago, vital things will happen that will have an impact to reveal the, the, the killer. 20 years ago, let's go. And, and we're it, back in a, in a school. Well, the thing is, as well, I thought what we were going to see was that someone else had been murdered and put in the vent or something. So like 20 years ago, in the same school, something like this happened. So it's like, no, no, that'd be silly. Yeah. No, instead, we're just going to wallow in, I suppose, what they think is being, you know, like shining a light on a social ill or some shit. But what it is, is uh, this guy, Angel, that we saw getting fucked in the last episode by Dawn's husband. Yeah. It's him as a kid in a locker room, and this beefy quarterback dude is like, hey, yep. so uh, you know we're having a school trip if you want to go with us. Uh, I think you make a, a great wide receiver. You know what I mean? <laughs> Wink. Yeah, and kind of dropping his towel and showing his dick off and whatnot. Yeah, that's his opening move. His opening move is let me drop my towel and turn around. So when you turn around, you are practically face to cock. Yeah, it's it, it's the dick pic of twenty years ago. <laughs> unsolicited towel drop. Is uh, that what it was called? Unsolicited towel drop. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it just shows off his dick and into like and this is young Angel who is being approached, and he gives that dick oh, a pretty good look and is like, "Well, it ain't the worst <laughs> thing I ever saw," and. <laughs> And so the 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 beefy quarterback dude kind of nudges a little closer, and is like, "So I noticed you were looking at my cock. I was, <laughs> I was wondering if maybe you wanted to look at it later with me." And, and then change so, it like, and like this is where this all falls apart for me. Like first he's making his move, like obviously in a place that he could just drop a towel and show his dick off. But it's the fact that he's, he's clearly not spatially aware of where he is. Or maybe he is. I don't know. But like as soon as things look like they might start to be making a move, his teammates come in and he yeah. nonchalantly grabs a towel. Like yeah. anyone that's walked in that room, like one that's jocks, right? No one wears a towel anyway. Everyone's just walking around like with hanging dong. That's just a thing. Um, but like the fact he grabs this and then it, it, this is the hard turn, right? That this, that once again, which reminds you very, very quickly that any sort of subtle messaging that Slasher might be trying to put through there is Im embedded in your forehead using a sledgehammer. Right. What if Elmo was teaching you about gay panic? <laughs> Where it is, it, like, we're really reaching to the back rows on this one. But yeah, so a bunch of people come in, this beefy quarterback immediately is just like, get off of me, you weird gay dude. And then yep. grabs his towel and just starts whipping this dude with his, his towel that he had previously dropped to show him his dick. Yeah. And then 
uh, because it's a bunch of young men, they're like, oh, is somebody getting beaten with towels? Well, I'm in. And yeah. <laughs> so everybody starts doing it. And then the quarterback is like, you know what? This is all well and good, but we need to up our game. So he takes a belt uh, yes. and starts whipping uh, Angel, is, is his name, and whip, starts whipping Angel with this belt. And we see, like, bloody welts on this poor kid's back getting the shit beat out of him. And then yeah, we like, cut to credits. His, his, his back looks like fucking Mel Gibson's The Passion of the Christ. Yeah. Yeah, the passion of the angel. It all fits. Yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, sure enough, we just go to the slasher created by Aaron Martin. It's like, good God, Aaron Martin. Like, and, why? But, uh. I was going to say, but subtly, we're going to come out of slasher created by Aaron Martin into a, a scene that eases us back in. Oh, yeah, where Angel is just getting railed by Joe from next door again. <laughs> He's getting railed, and, and and Joe has only now just noticed the scars. Yes. They have a conversation together that feels like if they've been fucking for 10 months, that's come up before, Bo. It, it's so stupid. So you're right that all of a sudden Joe is like, hey, I know we've been fucking for a while now, but I'm just <laughs> curious. <months>. Yeah. <laughs> what about, yeah, I mean, so much so that I'm your emergency contact. But, oh, don't get don't get well, me fucking started on this. Don't get me started on this. But Jesus Christ. But uh I just noticed that you have these terrified scars on your back that look like you were accused of witchcraft in the 1600s. <laughs> were you were you prodded and probed by the witchfinder general Vincent Price? Right. Yeah, did you have blood on Satan's claw? Who's to say? <laughs> <laughs> and um then uh angel is like oh no that's just for my coming out party and and then joe's like "Uh uh-huh hey i gotta get back to my crazy ass wife uh i told her i was gonna go get coffee and not have sex with a neighbor so i better i better take (laughs) off and sure enough uh angel we learn has been filming this whole thing on his phone yeah and so Joe Which, takes. I mean, we're 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 going to get to it later on, but for no explicable reason, other than, uh, my opinion, and I know you, you might disagree, it's blackmail. Whatever he says, I, it's blackmail. Yeah, late, later on he says like, no, this was just for us, and yeah, I don't buy it. I think it's well more... when you see what he see when you see what he did to Kit. The year yeah. before, as soon as Kit started to pull away from him, I'm like that. This is a malicious act that you're doing under the guise yeah. of something else. You can call it whatever you want, but if he doesn't do what you want to do, you have something over him. So, yeah, right, um, right. Which, once again, Slasher goes out his way to just make sure that you cannot sympathize with absolutely fucking anyone. <laughs> every character is equally unlikable. Yes. Yeah, every uh, single one. <laughs> and that that's why everyone's a suspect because everyone's a piece of shit, and and that. I suppose there is a world in which that kind of works, but also, how about you give me somebody to like? Sadia is the only person that she's seems the like, only. She's the only character. Yeah, the only character. And uh, the other thing that I was thinking is like, if you're filming this for you and your lover, who whomever that yep. may be, are you going over it like game tapes? 
you know, where you're just like, like, I don't even know what was going on here. I don't know what you were trying to accomplish. We're going to cut this out next time. Yeah, that's not a good look. What what do you do with your face there? Yeah. Right. Like, are you are you enjoying it? Are you not enjoying it? It looks like you're somewhere between discomfort and pain. I mean, like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Like, I look uh, at this. this bit here. I'm fairly sure this is where I pulled my hamstring. Don't lift my leg like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right now, dries the Sahara. Just saying. <laughs> you're doing nothing for anybody with with whatever this is. Uh. So. We cut away from that nonsense. <laughs> there's a whiteboard. There's like a laser pointer. Uh-huh. And there's like lots of lasers. Some X's <laughs> and O's with arrows pointing. <laughs> uh, yeah, then your your hips swiveled around here, but that yeah, went yeah. right in the pooper. That's not what I'm looking for. Yeah, uh, th- this right here is not the end zone. This is not the end zone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah what are you are you trying to break my hips because that's what you were going for basically i'm fairly sure i'm sure i've seen this position in the ufc yeah i think you're supposed to tap when you get this done yeah are are you going for an orgasm or submission that's what i don't understand here (laughs) so so we cut over to noah who is who is given like we start off with him on the phone giving some shit to like his social media consultant or something where he's like you're supposed to get me more likes or something and then he gives it one of those bye and i'm like i i understand i'm not supposed to like (laughs) i love i love a bye i'm sorry it's it's my guilty pleasure it's honestly (laughs) it's the it's the it's the probably the biggest part of me that i dislike about myself as yeah. how much I enjoy, uh, how much I enjoy going, bye, like that. You do <laughs> like that. Yeah. I, so I, I like it too much. But I don't like it on him. It's like, I'm going to chalk up to another, like, list of things that, like, Noah's resurrected fucking barista character does that upsets me greatly. Um, b- because, once again, like, everything in this, it's... It's like, well, member phones, social media, influencers, bad, bad, negative. Our Martin's on the, he's on the cutting edge. Like, no one's talked about this before in horror. Let me talk you, about how the phones are ruining your attention, how everyone wants to be a celebrity. Just to point uh, out, this, this episode aired in 2019. Yes. This is yes. not as if this is the cutting edge of social commentary. He, no. is, he is showing up. <laughs> late to the party like if, if this were a key party he would be pulling his own key you know what i'm saying <laughs> it's it's over <laughs> it's done like everyone has made this comment before he's just showing up yeah. to be like well, i can put a little aaron martin stench on it and make it <laughs> make it like 80 percent sleazier to talk about it's it, it just like it's the because uh, every conversation or every second conversation is about mobile phones or you know being like an influencer or important online. Yeah, so it's not even like it's in the background. It's it's all the way through this. Everything has some sort of relation back to to social media or blogging or you know mobile phones or or something, and it's just it's like it's like. I've got this really cool idea to bring into the show and not having the confidence or the ability to just have it as a subplot 
where maybe one character's going through that that we can gravitate towards. Everyone has to have that trait. Right. The, yes. It, you know it I mean? is the lack of subtlety and confidence. I think you're exactly right that he just doesn't understand that you can have this as subtext in the show and that makes yes, it yes. more palatable because the yep. the the turn that he takes is just to be entirely didactic. With, yes. And, and yeah. instead, it's just like, I get it. You're right. You know, social media and influencer culture and all that stuff is bad, just like a million other shows and, <laughs> you know, songs and, and movies. Yeah. And like, you, I, you know, it's just as bad as it, Bo? Like trying to like push uh, social themes into your shitty TV show without understanding even the remotest concept about one how they work and two how offensive they might come across if you don't know how they work yeah yeah it this seems like me writing a a movie about social media where it's just like (laughs) uh, well you kind of understand some of it but not nearly enough for it to be relevant Um, yeah because it's like a lot of the voices here are are kind of team voices as well and Aaron Martin is not a teenager. Yeah, it, I'm surprised that nobody's like, hey, look at this, I got my phone, it's got the ticky-tocky on it. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, so like, no, Noah's character, we're going to get a bit of, like, we're, he's not long for this episode, if you know what I mean, right? So, like, uh, which I'm not going to lose sleep over, but at the same time, we get a bit more about his backstory as a character i'm going to say if the worst thing your character is guilty for is overcharging on coffee right right and watering down the cream it's yes it's like, not the unless biggest I get, like, unless i get like some i don't know some fucking usual suspect s twist at the end to explain that noah was i don't know head of like a fucking russian mafia gang which could only really explain why he's dressed the way he is um you know what i mean unless that comes out the previous guy worked for the for the chinese mafia stealing cars right yep. this guy over overcharges for coffee. right and like, emma notbirds was yeah she was awful as a human being cover to cover she was yeah. racist and you know all that stuff but yeah, yeah. this guy is just kind of a dick that's all he's rude. yeah he's, he's just a, rude a little hipster. rude yes he's a rude hipster right uh which sounds like a the shittiest superhero you ever saw <laughs> rude, rude hipster. i'm the rude hipster <laughs> let me pass oh, judgment just... on your vinyl collection i'd <laughs> like Batman's just solved that crime. Oh, has he? I, I, you know, I solved it before him. <laughs> I did it before it was cool. <laughs> Fuck you, you yeah. tipster. Mm, that kind of attitude. Somebody uh, is full of microaggressions today. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> damn you, rude hipster. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah. Oh, what's that? What's that? You've got a hybrid car. I had them as well before they were cool. My car runs on potato farts. Um, yeah, potato, potato farts. So, uh, so Sadia and her friend Jen have left school to go get more coffee because we need to pretend that this show has multiple sets and all these char- characters interact. Uh, and yeah, it, like, even, like think, think about the timeline here. Yeah, think about the timeline here. This this takes place when to when. Yeah, uh, uh, nine to noon. So they she had her first exam when Emma. She's already sat an exam. Yeah. 
and now she's just left school to go and refresh her coffee. Yeah, it opened campus, I guess. We weren't allowed to do that when I was a kid, but whatever. And it's not, it's not even the open campus. I'm trying to work out the logistics of, like, because she's going to go back to school and sit another test, right? And this episode finishes at midday. Sonny, you're so, fucking with the space-time continuums. Knock it off. She let, It doesn't, it, like, once again, like, if you're going to... Drives me up the fucking. If you're going to put the idea of confined blocks of time, this needs to make sense, Mm -hmm. and this doesn't make sense unless she's going for coffee at what half past ten. I. This isn't like a lunch break or anything like that. Yeah, no, this is all pre-lunch. So yeah, at lunch she's flying to New York, doing a brown derby. It, it just it doesn't like I, this stuff dry it's like you say it's a, a way to have another scene with noah being a dick but also at the same time to show that we have like another like you say another set of the coffee house which i at this point started to mistakenly think might be a focal point for the series and then like our martin pulled the rug from under me yeah uh they call like, that real, the, real, real, real uh, they call that the anti-peach pit um <laughs> now, now, like, can i just ask something here like i am not tripping Bill Mosley's in this. Is he? Is he the homeless guy? He must be. If he's not, he's his fucking spitting image. I maybe so. Yeah. So you. But speaking of, okay. So Jen and Saudi are there. Okay. Then, uh, I guess Bill Mosley comes in. Let's just assume sure, that it's him. Hold yeah, on. I, I'll do. Yeah, we need to. Yeah, you do the. You do the thing. It must be. It must be because when he has the argument about the cigarette which we're going to talk about in a second. Yeah, sure enough. That's Bill Mosley. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's Bill Mosley. Uh, what what happened here? Like, how, did, how did this happen? <laughs> it, you know, it, it's funny because I just watched that Night of the Living Dead remake and I had totally forgotten that Bill Mosley was in that. Um, He's in everything. Yeah, but uh, it was I, I had no idea that it was the... Anyway, yeah, so Bill Mosley is the homeless guy, confirmed. And yeah, chop top, chop chop, chop top's the homeless guy. Yeah. Hey there, leather face. I want some coffee. <laughs> and he kind of gives Sadia a look as he's coming in. And Noah comes around the counter as soon as this dude rolls in. It's just like, no, no, no. You get the fuck right out of here. You are making this, yeah. pl- you're lowering my property value just being here right now. And so he gets kicked out. We'll see more out of him in a minute. And. Then Jen uh, is talking to Sadi about going to this big solstice party that night. Uh, uh, she with, just knows the last episode. You uh, know it's the last episode. And, and I yes. like, I, oh, fuck this show. <laughs> so, well, how else are we going to find out that the teacher's the killer, Duncan? <laughs> I'm still going with two killers, possibly three. Okay. All right. I just, I hope you're right because that would be something. That it's like a, yeah. a you know murder on the Aaron Martin Express where everybody has <laughs> killed everybody, but anyway. So um, while they're talking about going to this party, Noah comes over to complain about how much cream they're using. Where he's like, "If you're gonna order a latte, order a latte." And Jen starts to record him complaining on her phone. Yes, mansplaining. She describes as mansplaining how much cream she can have, and he's like, "No, no, no, that's not what I meant. Uh, it's fine. Also, don't come at me like I'm not woke." And then he reveals a <laughs> tattoo, Duncan. That yeah. is the same tattoo I've got on my lower back. I've got it as a tramp stamp. <laughs> but it is. That's what you got it done? 
Yeah. I didn't know what it was. But it's the word woke in script on his neck in an anchor. <sighs> and I was and he he says, I was woke before that was a thing. Because the only way to be more hipster is to say that you were hipster before hipster was cool. It's hipster squared, boy. Yes. It's hipster to be squared. <laughs> God, no. No, stop the man. That's, stop the show now. That's Huey Lewis <laughs> in the news for you. And then <laughs> Sadia reminds, reminds the audience, like, oh, I don't have my phone. And Jen's like, oh, right, Emma Notberts took it, so let's go get it back. Yeah. And so then we cut to the only character I've ever liked on an Aaron Martin show. <laughs> <laughs> where our lady detective is talking to uh the medical examiner one presumes who yeah, is- well, can i just tell you right now like this is boner material she is hot <laughs> all right she's this is just uh-huh. this is aaron martin having seen an episode of ncis with that god yep. medical examiner chick and was like i want to do that and yeah. so, she's so, also she's also a little bit of Will Graham in her. Which, yeah. Like, this but is not my like design. the like, Yeah, not 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 the intelligent part that makes that show amazing. Uh just uh yeah, she's good at solving things or she's good at pe- piecing things together as someone that deals with like decapitated heads. I don't know. I, all I know is she she there's there is a part of me which has never grown up from being 18 years old and being kind of goth. And she ticks so many boxes. <laughs> yeah. So when she, she fists that head, I about came in my pants. So there you go. Let me tell you about a movie called High Tension, Duncan. I think you're really going <laughs> to like it. <laughs> What's this? Aaron Martin didn't write or direct this episode. Aja did? Yeah. This is all <laughs> Alexander Aja. Um, you come in for one guest appearance. Hi. We will fist the head with this goth check. <laughs> <laughs> right it's like he directed this scene um just <laughs> i have the way to make your television show so much better we have no idea if that's how he sounds either i'm <laughs> but pretty I like sure it. i like pretty- it I'm also, I'm also liking that you're working on your impressions ahead of next year when we start doing the pink panther series yeah. so oh yeah i've been lining that up it is media um <laughs> so <laughs> This medical examiner, who's like like we were talking about, is kind of gothed out, dark hair, dyed some piercings, that kind of shit. Very Hot excited, stock. yeah, yeah, very excited Ooh. to be a medical examiner to deal with dead people all the time, which is another attractive quality. And she says, "Well, uh, the, what I've realized is this was not done by this was a professional hit because the." instrument used was either an axe or a sword neither of which were especially sharp yep and so it took a little time to to for this guy to die and also uh she describes the the mounting of the head on the car as whimsical yeah loved it (laughs) yeah like i like if i'm that detective i'm like well you're now on my suspect list (laughs) for sure yeah and she says, uh, was it mounted uh, facing out or facing at the car? And she was like, facing out. Is that more whimsical? And she's like, no, nah, actually, would be more whimsical if it were looking in. Um, <laughs> and then, Duncan, we hear a phone vibrating. And they're like, is that me? No. Uh, nope. <laughs> it's literally, it's literally <laughs> the devil. Okay, the, I think your phone's 
it's not you. Maybe it's not. Not me. I've got, yeah, I've got mine silenced. Uh, oh, wait a yeah. second. It's coming out of the head. And then this is where she fists the head to pull uh, this phone out from the bottom. And and it's is just... This, is, this Arn, is, is this Arn Martin being funny? Maybe, because it doesn't <laughs> go anywhere. It just turns out that when, he, when she pulls out the phone, that it's just like, a, you know, you could be a winner. You know, the, one of those spam oh, sweepstakes yeah. calls, but... That's well, it. The, 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 this is, uh, obviously, it's a couple of weeks since we watched it. Didn't he enter something in the first episode? Or have I just made that up completely? Dude, I don't remember if, if he did. But again, yeah. even if he did, what does it matter? Is it just irony? Yeah. Is that what we're going for? Like, yeah, isn't it ironic? <laughs> Miss- Traffic jam when you're already late, Mo. <laughs> Mr. Chopping Cars. <laughs> Enter the sweepstakes. Yeah. Got his head he the cut off. <laughs> he died the next day. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Isn't er- it ironic? See, oh, no. Yeah. I see what you did there. All right. Let's, oh, no. let's do yeah, so, like, it. Goes, it goes nowhere except for a little wink and a nudge, and that's it. And I'm yeah. like, what's the fucking point? Yeah, look, I asked my question a lot while watching this show. <laughs> Speaking of, let's go to a flashback. Because uh, oh, I had enough of them, Bo. Oh, just hang on, Duncan. This this thing's going to cut back and forth like a Ginsu knife. Um, so, <laughs> not sure that makes sense. <laughs> and then, can cut through a candle, Bo. It can, yeah. It sharpens as you cut. Um, and then <laughs> and, uh, Angel is uh is basically doing a little bit of recording with the dude who who kit the the guy who died in the first episode yes yeah yeah and he and kit are making out and angel's like i love you so much and kit's like oh yeah there's no way this could go wrong and then they start making (laughs) out yeah and that's kind of the whole scene (laughs) well yeah well he he says he loves he says he loves him. Kit doesn't answer that back and kind of says, you know, like, you. I mean, you love that thing I do, you know. Um, and we're kind of setting up here that one may be more serious about this relationship than the other one. And since we know that we saw Kit and <laughs> we saw Kit like riding everything with a pulse yeah. in the opening episode, it's clear that he doesn't, you know, he's not going to say he loves him. And this might be a one-sided relationship. Yeah, yeah. Again, information that we had in the first episode. I'm, I'm glad yep. we're going to do at least two more flashbacks to drive this home. We'll draw. We will drag this out as long as possible, Bo. Right. We got ten episodes to fill, Duncan. Before we. End. <laughs> yeah. Oh, eight. No, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. Sorry, Duncan. Oh, don't do this. <laughs> sorry. No, that's the. I just aged. <laughs> The true, <laughs> the true horror of slasher season three two more episodes uh, it's it's october duncan it's a time for scares uh, <laughs> oh i certainly god I, I just got a mini panic attack there your oh. reaction of, what <laughs> oh, god. Don't uh, it oh man Anyway, so we we jump forward again, and Dawn is checking her views 
Uh, and <laughs> it turns out she's not popular at the moment, Bo. Yeah. It also turns out that maybe what we said in the previous episode about her maybe making light of a certain tragic event that has just occurred is in poor taste. Right. There is a comment uh, on her on her video post, and it's somebody <laughs> saying, you are a narcissist slash sociopath for <laughs> capitalizing on this murder, which is entirely accurate. Yes. Oh, and, yes. And then Joe comes back uh, <laughs> stinking of coffee and Astroglide. And well, this, he did not show her. No. No, didn't even get a it's... sex towel wipe down or anything. Yeah, like, he did not wipe cock. Like he he walked out there like full, uh, fully confident that it will not smell like another man's anus. Yeah, I mean like <laughs> or lube the the sweet stench of lube, Duncan. Yeah, like he has a sex smell when he walks back in there, which he's trying to mask with a couple of overpriced coffees. Yeah, and I don't know about you, Duncan, but like uh, after sex, there is a two minute towel off of just let's yes. clean this up before we go to bed. How about that? How about I don't wake up with my <laughs> Dick smelling like a swamp. <laughs> Two-minute two, two towel off is uh, an upcoming podcast that me and Bo will do together. <laughs> we, be, we both speak to each other naughtily to find out who can get the other one moist quick enough, and then we'll see who can dry off faster. This yeah. We're, uh, that's about as far as I went with the planning for it. It needs refinement, Bo. It needs refinement. It, it's got to be great, though. Don't Don't kid yourself. It's going to be a big, big hit. Um, and, and then when, <laughs> um, it's going to be a thick hit. Big, with two C's. Is that a, thick? Is a, that thick with two C's? That's yeah. right. Thick cock is uh wild, <laughs> wild bill thick cock. They call him. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I kind of pity anyone not watching this live. Um, Oh man! <laughs> so, Don is like, "Guess what? <laughs> You're never gonna believe this. I found a guy who's willing to sell me video of this head on a car for two hundred dollars." And Joe's like, "What? No!" <laughs> he does what I would. This is the most honest reaction ever in the history of Slasher. Where I'm like, "You fucking high right now? No." <laughs> yeah. And she's like, "Listen, babe, content is king." And he's like, "Well, why are you talking like this?" Yeah, well, like she does, she has at least she does a thing, and then she does a pout, like right. a visible pout after saying it. And he's like, "Who are you?" Right now? Yeah, she's terrible, and, and yeah. like the actress is is actually doing a very different character than she did in the last season. And I think yeah. she's got some chops. It's just that this character is the worst. And but yeah, so yeah. Joe is like, "I am a hundred percent not giving you money to go meet some stranger somewhere." to buy this video which by the way that's how she's gonna die um <laughs> let's be real check off sandover <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and well, because it just makes sense like it is the killer telling her yeah. i've got this video you can come yeah anyway look i i know what's going on here slasher anyway does her death get streamed to the internet in her blog page oh 100 percent. yeah there you go yeah for sure so the <laughs> episode three already already planned out. Um, so Angel uh, is hanging outside apartment 104 in present day. And then we flash back a year ago and we, we re are reminded that apartment 104 was Kit's apartment. Yeah. 
And this is in and in the flashback he lets himself in and there's Emma Notbert's fucking kid. Right, she must be how old if it's a year ago? 14, 15? Like she's maybe <laughs> oh, absolutely underage. And, and not like, that once again that, yeah, Aaron Martin doesn't give a fuck. And neither does Kit, clearly. Uh, I, well, and, and neither neither does the man that snuck in either, <laughs> because I'd be reporting his ass. Well, he's holding on to a, a corkscrew, I think it is, that he squeezes so hard that his hand bleeds uh, to yeah. let us know that, oh, he's angry. And it's a corkscrew. It's a callback to Friday the 13th Part 4. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the corkscrew? <laughs> Ted, Ted, where's the corkscrew, Ted? Thump. Ah! You, Love it. Do you think I'm a dead fuck? Um, and then we cut over to our drunken racist sheriff Dan, who comes to after taking a nap after you know telling his daughter she's a whore, and he's just like, oh god, god damn it, let me have one of these half warm beers. Uh, just to wake myself up. And then he, he calls Emma Notbert's phone and it's a voicemail where she's like, Hey, nobody leaves a voicemail anymore. Go no, fuck she yourself. Says, hey, fuck Tards. Yeah. Hey, fuck Tards. That's right. Oh, thank you, Aaron Martin for being edgy. And, <laughs> and so he just grumbles, Oh, goddamn voicemail. And then yeah. hangs up on her, and then she just drinks some more from a lukewarm beer well, he, that's open he, on the he counter. He drinks some more, and then he's he, when he's drinking it, he's like, "Wait one second, I have a vague memory of." And then he looks over and sees her phone smashed on the floor, as if to say, "Oh yeah, I did that." Right? Yeah. He pays off to nothing, by the way, because we don't go back to his character for this episode. Right, which is a bummer because it's one of the few characters. I mean, he's terrible, but he's at least he's a entertaining. Character, yeah. But yeah, all right. and he's married to someone famous. I mean, that just blew my mind last time. Yeah. How? Mr. Tory Spelling. How? <laughs> I I have not dipped my toe into the waters of their reality show, but <laughs> it's only a matter of time, Duncan. That's like <laughs> once I am putting a home somewhere, that's all I'll watch. Benjamin. it. Yeah. I like it. For sure. And so Angel uh, finds Joe outside on the steps and decides that it's time to force the issue of like, you know, hey, how about you stop fucking me and your wife and stringing us both along? Once again, proven, I think, to the point that this guy's maybe a bit more malicious than than we're we're portraying on here because there are places that he could do this conversation and he's doing it right outside the place that this guy lives with his wife. Who, by the way, passes by and is just like, hey, what are you two boys talking about? Yeah, around the corner. And then he's like, oh, didn't know she was there. Yikes. Yeah. And Angel is like, look, me and your awful wife both deserve better than you stringing <laughs> both of us along. Yeah. And and so that's kind of that scene. We're just setting the stage for, hey, I need you to both come out and get rid of your wife so we can be together. Yeah, on this day right now. Yes, <laughs> today, preferably. <laughs> and, and so finally we, we go to the school where uh, Vera Notmiga is, <laughs> is handing out some tests. And everybody's like, hey, where is that awful girl Cassidy? I have class with her and she's not here. 
And they're like, I don't know. I mean, better off, I guess. And yeah. then a kid in class shows uh, Sadia a picture of the head mounted on the car. And it's like, yeah. you just tried this shit on me. And she's like, what are you talking about? And then Vera yeah. Notmiga sees this kid uh showing the phone and he and she takes the phone away from him and basically just kicks him out of the class yeah it forces him to set his test in her room i would have forced him out the school with no test sitting you failed yes you <laughs> you are you are awarded you know, you no points that. may god have mercy <laughs> on your soul you lose sir you lose you get nothing um so then we cut back over to Angel because it's kind of his episode ultimately. But is it though? <laughs> because like it pays off to nothing. Yes, you're right. I know you're right. But it, he is the focus of the episode for sure. For some reason, inex- inexplicably, he is the focus here. Which maybe is maybe our Martin's kind of got wise to if a, if. The audience knows if I if I make the focus of it around an episode that you know that character's going to die. Wait till they wait till they get a load of this. <laughs> wait till they get a load of me. And yes, so Angel's leaving uh, like a pride committee meeting, and he's calling somebody. And this is where Angel seems like a decent guy. Where he's going to this meeting, he's calling a guy on the phone that's like, "Hey, you weren't at this meeting. I just wanted to check on you, make sure you're okay." And then Bill Mosley comes out of nowhere and is like, "Got Chop a light? Top. Chop top. <laughs> yes. Got a light. This is the water, Leatherface. And this is the well. So David Lynch is the guest director for this scene. Oh. Um, once again, adding to the angel being a, a, a good guy, his first he gets asked if he's got a cigarette says he doesn't have one and his return back to the homeless guys listen if you're looking for work the community center is you know they have availability there you can get yourself a job you know get yourself back on your feet like actually doing something genuinely nice and um for for some reason bill mosley smashes a bottle over the side of um or of angel's head and then is like still asking him for a fucking cigarette and i'm like he says i didn't want a job i wanted a smoke yeah and yeah and that's so anyway we'll get back to him in a minute and (laughs) so then we go back to school where sadia has taken uh the same exam or maybe another exam who knows who knows concepts of time like in this show apparently you can set a test in an entire subject like easily within an hour like oh my tests at school were over an hour so i don't know what's going on here especially exams yeah those were like you know hour and a half two hours um but so sadia uh sees this guy in a hoodie outside the door and vera Mm not miga the teacher is like wait a second somebody's outside the door in a hoodie and she she opens the door up and this kid just runs in and goes solstice party tonight and then runs out yeah and and Vera not me goes like does anyone know who that young man is we're going to get to the bottom of this i'm gonna get <laughs> i'm gonna get the rude hipster on the case uh <laughs> but <laughs> anyway so <laughs> i already found him 
<laughs> and I let him go because he was boring and basic. <laughs> so. that's, that's the Red Hipster superpower. He solved the crime before it happened. Yeah. I already solved that crime. I'm going to go listen to Mumford and Sons. <laughs> <laughs> his sidekick is a mumford uh, <laughs> so, so angel meanwhile is at the er uh which i think is the same hospital set that we used in the first season but thanks so. uh joe comes rushing in and he's like oh my god are you okay and uh, he's like, yeah, I just got assaulted by Bill Mosley in an alley. <laughs> Couldn't believe him. Uh, like, our Martin Mash and Tucker Minter doing this. Yeah. He must I, be really hard up this much. I was really shocked to see him. Were you surprised that it was Bill Mosley? I was surprised. And J- Joe <laughs> is like, okay, you're safe. That's good. Um, how about you don't call my work and force me to explain to my supervisor why i suddenly have to leave because a friend of mine was injured in an accident and it's like i don't know that that's that difficult to explain you don't have to be like oh my friend who i'm fucking you could just be like no my buddy like he doesn't he's not married he doesn't have family in town so i'm his emergency contact end of story yeah Uh, you're not out nobody i I suppose yeah i I, I suppose from his perspective like today has all been about awkward conversations with this guy pressurizing him to leave his partner and like after the last conversation he had where he's like that you need to trust me just let me do things my way we'll sort out within an hour of that he's called at his work from the hospital to come in to find that this guy's his next yeah. skin i mean it does feel like <laughs> it's a lot it, yes it's a lot <laughs> you know it's two steps away from him coming through the door and angel being dressed in full wedding attire yeah saying, i do <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> if right if if he showed up and angel was in a tuxedo with a ring you're my next of kin what? also i do um <laughs> like from, from him his overreaction is like his overreaction is I, I'm, I'm with you it's not a difficult thing to explain away but he feels like he's getting flustered by the whole situation so it's, yeah. it's, a, it's an overreaction on his part but then again i also think like once again he's the guy that's doing the dirty here oh. he's sleeping behind his wife's back so i yeah. mean also joe's really shitty move here is yeah okay now that i know you're okay i'm getting out of here yeah <laughs> i'm leaving and i'm by the way i'm gonna leave you cab fare to get home yeah which is a real shitty move and again this is easy to explain to his wife or anybody of like yeah he's a friend of mine he got injured i'm giving him a ride home you know yeah. and but anyway he it's called a head injury he shouldn't be driving he yeah. should be left alone and but instead he's like i'm gonna go to work by the way i will tell my wife that i'm having this gay romance Ooh, la, la, la. Um, <laughs> i'm gonna i'm having this affair with you on my own time I genuinely thought you were rebooting there <laughs> <laughs> it happens that pause went on a bit too long and then the first <laughs> ooh, la, la. Yeah. What's, what's happened to Bo? 
<laughs> the Bobot is broken. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not to be confused with my Adrian Barbobot, which is a t- an yes. entirely different thing. Uh, but yes. yeah, so he's like, I'll check on you when I can, and then Joe fucks off. And then we do another flashback. <laughs> so many flashbacks. So many flashbacks. I, I think they were on sale in bulk. And so Aaron Martin was like, well, I'd be a fool not to buy all of these flashbacks. Um, you know, it's two, it, you, it, you get two flashbacks, the third's free. So mm-hmm. um, it's Kit coming out of his bathroom to show off this devil outfit that we you saw him in in the first episode and um angel uh is like hey so i like your devil outfit also i saw you fucking emma nodberts earlier and he's like look uh you know that's kind of our thing right is that i get to fuck whoever i want you can do whatever you want you should have just joined in and he's like that's not what i want i want i don't want you seeing other people get out get out of my house and uh and so that's kind of it we we've yet again established <laughs> it should have just happened all in that flashback when he catches them fucking one not one flashback should it just should all be there there's also uh in the background of this he has procured some sort of mind altering drug substance thing um which I think is supposed to be like a, a version of peyote or something. I don't know. It's like Spanish fly. It's some kind of aphrodisiac thing is is what he says, yeah. uh, what Kit says. And anyway, so we go back to the present day where our junior detective who showed up in the first episode <laughs> finds yep. our main detective and she's got a vision murder board set up. That yep. is just like, hey, here's all the people that could be responsible for this death of the this dude today, um, whose head was found on the on the front of the car. Um, and then they're like, hey, let's talk about another character that we've never really discussed before. This lady, Amy Chow, who was the girl. Who- we mentioned this in the last episode as well, which made me smile because I said to you, technically, she's the she's the murderer because she's the one that hit him with the car and then he died and then i think you'd said well i mean he was on his way out and they basically addressed that in this episode as if yeah. like that duncan and bo might review this at some point so we need to wrap this up straight away they, they, they basically say like, the the coroner had said he would he have like minutes left to live and this was a mercy killing but that she felt personally guilty for it so she did time for it no she was, was out in a year yeah so she was she was ultimately charged with manslaughter or something. Yeah, and, and got released within a year. Yeah, thank goodness. Uh, so she can be on this show. <laughs> and then we cut over to her doing VR stuff. Yeah, she's cool. Yeah, she she's hip. Daddy's hip. Daddy's cool. And <laughs> so dumb. And then no, no ends up calling her uh and she's like nobody calls anymore people text get off my phone and she's like well wait a second uh noah says uh look i know you've got a friend of yours who's into like organic ingredients and i need you to give him a call and see if you can get me a deal on some stuff and she's like yeah fine i gotta go back to killing zombies in this fake video game that i'm playing and and that's it it? so this is the connection here like so she is some like she's she can't just be someone that was driving in the neighborhood she has to be intrinsically linked to the guy that has the coffee right uh 
So, like, but he's he, while this is happening, he's he's watering down the cream. <laughs> yes, yeah, the, the, right. This is where we see watering the cream, which I find watering the cream. Uh, by the way, my favorite sexual move. Um, oh dear, <laughs> you can get more of that really? on two minute towel off. <laughs> <laughs> Coming soon, and then <laughs> it's coming. Spelt C U M M. That's right. Just just sure. Yeah, we're like it's brand synergy, Duncan. <laughs> it's all been leading to this why do you think the show was called duncan and Bo come correct well i had wondered i had wondered yeah. for a while i'm glad that it's all coming full circle full cock ring <laughs> i don't you know that's what the kids say duncan and duncan <laughs> Dawn goes to do another of her terrible videos in front of the door of Mark Stroganoff's apartment. And she's like, hey, it's Violet, uh, which is her name on this particular season. And Dawn says, I'm going to give you the top five reasons he was the next logical victim of the Druid. Reason one. So a, this is a BuzzFeed video right here. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow. I mean, first of all, I, I want to hear all five reasons. Uh, but yeah, we don't get well. This is the thing. Like the, the show just fucking like it teases you with it, and it's like, like no, no. Yeah. So it also gives the indication that she doesn't like. We're going to get to it in a in a in a minute. But the idea that she she wants to be an influencer, but she has no ounce of originality at all. So we've seen her do the this is my breakfast bowl that I have in the morning. And now she's like, oh, I need to do like the true crime thing because people are interested in that. Now I'm going to do my BuzzFeed video thing. And then we're going to cap this out in this episode with a recreation of the Lee Britney alone. Dude, we'll get to that. But that is the moment where I was like, you can just straight fuck yourself, Slasher. Yeah. Uh, yep. But before we get to that. <laughs> yeah, um, we'll get to An that. <laughs> Yeah. Angel shows up. And is like, what is wrong with you <laughs> as a person, as a human being? What is wrong with you? And yeah. you need to show I some can't respect. Believe I'm, I can't believe I'm fucking your husband. Oops. Oops. Ooh, did I say that? Whoopsie. Maybe. Um, Bye. <laughs> God. And what? All right. So they're arguing with each other outside. And. Uh, Dawn is like he was a shitty criminal it sounds like karma to me and then out of the apartment comes Mark Stroganoff's wife to be like the hey, grieving widow right hey how about both of you shut the fuck up I'm in here trying to plan the funeral of my husband that just died which by the way doesn't really happen that fast but you know what are you gonna do well yeah like once again like he's, his body was found less than three hours ago yeah <laughs> like, right it was involved with wait a second a murder crime which means you ain't getting that body back for a while. Right. And I maybe she's just... Right. Like, like the way it works, uh, at least here in the U.S., is, like, eventually the you have to release the body to a funeral home, but that yeah. only happens when there is a body ready to be released. And that is clearly yeah. not the case here. So... Yeah, not an hour after... Not an hour after it was found. That doesn't happen that way. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, but she's right. She's like, don't stand in front of my apartment yelling about the murder of my husband. I'm dealing with a lot yeah. of shit right now. And Dawn walks off and is like, fine, I'll just come back later, stupid bitch. And 
uh, and she's, by the way, video uh, or videoed, recorded the whole conversation <laughs> on the videotape, Duncan. She she used one of the video machines. Um, she has a, a, a recording on her phone of this entire conversation, and Angel goes to his separate corner, which is a, his apartment, and he opens the the door, which is slightly ajar, mm-hmm. uh, which is when a door is not a door. And his apartment <laughs> has been tossed by a somebody. Um, yes, and I would point out. Interestingly enough, he goes to his. He goes to his. Uh, we're going to get into funny words here. He goes to his. His rubbish bin. His trash um, can. Yes, his trash can. Uh, opens it up and uh, like initially put like like that's where he was straight away and he lifts out the bag that was in there. To pull out a small black box, which I'm like that drugs? Uh, yeah, mark? that's what I thought too. Is like, oh, is this his stash of illegal aphrodisiacs, aphrodisiacs. or whatever? Aphrodisiacs. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not. We'll aphrodisiacs get aphrodisiacs are us, and that's the name of my company. <laughs> and all right, but we're, we'll get to that explanation here in just a second. But before we do that, there's a a, a quick bit with Noah who is looking through his inventory of sandwiches yes. and realizes it's a busy that- day. It's a busy day in the cafe. It really, really is. He's going to count the fresh sandwiches. Yeah. One of these sandwiches that is going to get thrown out if nobody buys it anyway, which clearly no one is. And no. <laughs> so he runs outside to find Bill Mosley. <laughs> Chop tops eating a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> I got a it's BLT a letter face. It's like it's a hard day on site. I just get the feeling that he actually just picked up something from catering and Aaron Martin was like, Eureka! Let's <laughs> get a camera over here have, and film him with Noah. Have I got a part for you? Um, <laughs> how, how would you like to play a stereotypical homeless guy? That sounds great! Uh, um, <laughs> so Noah, like the Bill Mosley is like, why, you want it back? And he's like, no, you just keep it. The The sandwich was garbage the second you touched it, which is a terrible thing to say to people. But what do you got to do? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and all right. So that that is all that goes on there. Let's do a flashback uh, because, you know, we've only Why got not? three or four more to go. I'm looking at my notes yeah. and I think there's three more. So we'll have three more to go and five minutes left in the episode. Right, right. <laughs> And and so we cut to the solstice party where Angel is in a leather harness and uh, a, a a you know leather cap and whatnot and village people yeah very village people and he's got this wild west style water skin that he taps some of his drugs into yeah and he goes to find Kit who is in the middle of a guy guy girl situation on the couch. And when everyone he, is too beautiful in this scene. It, yes, it, we talked about this in the the first or the last episode that this rave party is way too attractive. Yeah, but sure enough, yeah, these are two beautiful people that you would be lucky to be fucking, and <laughs> whoever or, you or are watching fucking or watching fucking, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's it's like Daniel Craig and Rachel Weisz. Like, I just want to see them have sex. So. <laughs> Anyway, um, he he gets up when he sees Angel approach, and Angel is like, we're just going to be friends from now on. 
but I brought you this flask with some drugs, but don't, you're a little messed up, so maybe you don't want to drink all this. And Kit's like, what are you talking about? I'm going to drink all of it. And he does. He just turns up this, like, squeezes it, rolls it down like a roll of toothpaste (laughs) to get all of it. And then uh, uh, Angel is like, well, I'm going to leave. And Kit's like, I'm going to miss you. (laughs) Bye-bye. My <laughs> and then Angel takes off, and and that is the scene. We have we we get a scene in which we understand now that Angel has roofied Kit for all intents and purposes. Yeah, because like I I don't know if I, you're supposed to think this is the aphrodisiac or if this is him giving them something else as payback. Yeah, and so there's a quick moment with Saudi and Jen in the hallway after the, uh, after the test, trying to call Sadia's cell phone to, yeah. to find it and oh by the way Sadia's father calls Jen's phone to be like hey where's my daughter I've been trying to call her and Sadia talks to him and says no no everything's cool I was just in a test and they took my phone bye yeah, and like well, like, like once it, like I, I couldn't turn my phone on but clearly I'm not in a test right now which doesn't explain why my phone is not turned on yes so Ugh. But that's that whole scene, just to remind us that Jen and Sadia are a thing, and I don't think they show back up in this episode. Well, they they, fo- they do try phoning the phone, and it is in the air vent, right beside the body. So that's literally that's what we get. So maybe that's how they'll discover the body later on. Someone will hear the phone. I don't know. I don't I, know. I don't care. Yeah, I assume <laughs> so. But yeah, you're right. That's it. It's those are the, yeah. the the only times we see Jen and Sadia for the rest of this episode. So let's go back to Noah, who's making some organic slaw or something. Uh, with some red cabbage when the druid enters. And uh, Noah doesn't see this. The druid, our killer, uh, flips the open sign to closed. Yeah. And then goes up behind Noah and just pours out some coffee beans from this decanter <laughs> to get his attention. Yeah, the, the name of them as well is what he tries to say after his head's been beaten a couple of times, which it just sounds like gobbledygook. It's like, kahula bula bula. Yeah. It's the name of the beans. <laughs> kahula bula bula. Uh, my favorite. And that's a more of a medium roast, but that's how you, so, yeah. it, it's got caffeine in it. Um, yeah. Uh, strangely, dark roast, less caffeine, which seems counterintuitive Ooh. to me. Yeah, just, hey, look, yeah. edutainment. It's what we strive to Edutainment. be. And then in one of the more satisfying moments on the show, the druid just grabs Noah by the back of the head and bangs his head in the wall a few times. And that felt yep. pretty good to watch. Um, <laughs> and then, and so the druid, here's the gnarly death of this episode, is the druid takes this coffee bean decanter and just crams it into Noah's face. Yeah. And then... Then, as if that's not enough, he goes to get some water from a kettle that's whistling. Yeah, uh, which just conveniently is boiled. Yeah. Um, love it. And and then <laughs> pours it right down Noah's stupid face. And, and then? And then jabs like a little tube into his neck to bleed him out. It's a great kill. It's pretty <laughs> I'm not good. Lie. I think it, I think it's a great kill. I, I, I genuinely, this is this is the 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 frustration in watching this show is that it clearly has one aspect right in the whole slasher thing. It gives you memorable kills. Yeah, like, yeah. I can recall the deaths of characters in season two and season one. Yeah, 
You're yes, yes, oh. that right. It it does a good job with the kills. It does a terrible job with everything surrounding it. Everything else. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh yeah, so the druid after bleeding him out flips the sign back to open and takes off. Um then we go to Joe, who is confronting Angel. Oh, 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 here's the thing we missed, because it, it happened so yeah. quickly, is uh, while uh, Dawn is checking her YouTube channel, um, <laughs> by the way, like and subscribe, um, while she's checking <laughs> her YouTube channel, <laughs> she notices a video has been uploaded that is just Joe and Angel fucking. Hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> And and we don't see the conversation between Dawn and Joe, which would have actually been interesting. I thought you were going to say we don't see the cocks. I thought you were going to say we don't see the cocks. I swear to God. Which is also a shame. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we're going to see boobs this time around Netflix, let's see some. Let's see somebody hanging brain. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> and but anyway, so Joe then goes to confront Angel about the video that got uploaded, and Angel admits to taking the video. But he's well, like, hard, it's hard, it's hard not to admit right. in the video, isn't it? <laughs> hard not to. <laughs> <laughs> Two minute tell off coming soon, and <laughs> then, uh, but Angel's like, hey, I didn't upload it to shit. By the way, did you notice how all my apartment is fucked up? Like somebody came in and broke into my apartment, and I just left my phone laying around because it's 2019 mm. and nobody takes their phone with them, and so somebody <laughs> must have gotten that. And then Joe is like, you know what? This is what I hate. You're always playing the victim, which in fairness, Duncan, thus far on the show, he has been the victim the entire time. He's the victim. I also, of- I think, I also think, isn't that, we've had this conversation before in Slasher season one. Mm-hmm. No, or was, sorry, it was Slasher season two. It was season two and it was with Annie. Annie uh- and Peter. And, and that's literally this is the same conversation. Oh, and you always play the fucking victim. Did it happen with you know, <laughs> give it away, Kate, in the first one? It did, yeah. yeah with with the, the husband. This is, <laughs> this is how it all links together. It's like, it links together with a character that is always playing the fucking victim. Both. Yeah, always Aaron, playing the victim. Aaron Martin just copy pasting his way through a new season of <laughs> slasher. He's in the writer's room going, do we have a victim character? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, there's someone that dies. No, no, no. Someone who's always playing the victim. Do we have that in the season? Uh, well, no, we don't, Aaron. Then we don't have a season. Guys, we don't have a season. Now Back we do. The room. Yeah. So <laughs> so anyway, Joe breaks up with Angel here. Uh, he's like, I'm done with you. You're, I, 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 you, I, was yeah. gonna, I told you I was going to come out in my own time, and you fucked all this up for me, and I'm gone. And the- I don't, How does this work? You know what I mean? Like he, the video's out there. He's yeah. clearly fucking another man. Your marriage is over. Let's be honest. You're not going back and saying it was a one-time thing. He meant nothing to me. That video shows otherwise. Um, but he clearly isn't happy in his marriage. Clearly loves yeah. dudes. So how All, does this play out? Also, <laughs> like, Don just... asks him. Like I was watching that video and I watched it to its entirety. And I just want to yeah. ask you. How did you not notice those scars on his back before? Like, it's clear you guys have been doing this for a while. And I just don't know, like, was it purely physical? And even if it were purely physical, you would have physically seen those scars. I don't get it. Um, Did you you at least ask him how he got it? Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> so bad. So uh, we've got a couple more flashbacks left in this episode. Let's go to the first uh, one. And this is the most useless of all of them. And that's saying a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's a high bar for useless flashbacks. <laughs> but somehow this is the worst. Where It's back at the, the solstice party a year before where Angel is just watching Kit make out with another lady. And this guy is the horniest man on the fucking planet. He's all juiced up. He's got the all that <laughs> Spanish fly rolling through him. He, he's like he's not fucking the pole that they're laying against, you know? And and then Emma Nodberts uh, rolls up and uh, is like, uh, oh, look at him. He's sexy. And Angel's like, shut up. And that's it. That's the yeah. whole thing. Well, he, he basically says that she should... I think the parting thing is that she should stick around to see what happens, which makes me think that it wasn't the drug that he thought he was consuming. Because he says, you, you, you want to stick around to see this. Yeah. And she's like, no, I don't. I, and the indica- I, from my point of view, the indication is that he's put something else in there. Potentially. Yeah. Potentially. Could be, it could be retinol, actually, now that you mentioned that. That wouldn't surprise me. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, all right, then back to the present where Dawn is is recording a video about, like, her breakup with her husband. And then she she's watching it back and ends up trashing it where she's like... She's like it, boy. It doesn't yeah. feel authentic. So she does a take two where she sits on her pillow yeah Yeah, she brings her pillow from bed to put behind her against the wall that she's sitting down on to film it like she's lying in bed that's right first that's the first thing that makes me say fuck her right (laughs) it's the first thing that's it that's the tip of a very long iceberg though yes and then she uh starts crying and starts screaming leave violet alone which is, of course, a direct reference to the Leave Britney Alone stuff. And it's yep. it's just the fucking worst. It's painful to watch. Yeah. it It's yeah. so on the note. Again, there is a way to be subtle about this. And, you know, that's just not Slasher's bag is to be subtle it's about also, stuff. It's also, it's also Arn Martin making a reference to YouTube videos from what? 2007 <laughs> you know what let's let's get to the i'm curious i don't know the exact date so well, i'm trying to think youtube youtube came out i want to say youtube's 2006 is when it started and it was one of the early ones um so it was in 2007 12 years prior <laughs> to this episode finger on the pulse martin finger on the pulse martin that's what they call them <laughs> Yeah, it was, uh, this got put on the ticky-tocky. So, <laughs> Voice of a generation, Martin Strikes again. It's so bad. It's so bad. Um, all right. So then Angel has completely cleaned up his apartment now in about five minutes. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> it, look, man, that guy keeps his, his ship tight and right. I appreciate it. Uh, I mm-hmm. wish I had that level of, of house cleaning uh, in me. But he, yeah, so unless he, he is a witch, like we mentioned earlier on, you think like, he gave you know, a little dinka dinka do? Samantha, um, 
<laughs> which by the way is uh, uh, uh tony danza uh talking yep. to samantha the witch in uh who who's the witch um <laughs> clean up this house samantha um it's so stupid anyway Angel uh, goes to his mystery box, which you and I both thought were drugs, and it turns out that's not the case at all, Duncan. It's, in fact, a bloody shirt, and it's the shirt that he was wearing at the solstice party, which, when we yeah. saw it in the previous flashbacks, is all clean. Yeah, you can eat your dinner off it, Bob. So it's time for the show's last flashback, where we explain why there's blood on the shirt, which is that... After Kit has died in the street, Angel crosses the police line where a bunch of blood has pooled on a manhole lid. Yep. So he just rubs his hands in the filth of blood and manhole cover and rubs it on his chest. And like he's like he's like a fucking like he's like a warlord who's like bathing in the blood of his dead victim you know <laughs> right it's like akira kurosawa guest directed this scene <laughs> where a samurai warlord is uh yeah, yeah like also like you see he's crossed the police line there's still yeah. police officers out there and he's walking around covered in fucking blood yeah, right like putting evidence on himself which wasn't there to begin with and the lady detective uh has my favorite moment in the this whole episode where she goes what are you doing yeah. And I was like, yeah, what is he doing? That would be that's a great question. And oh, yeah. and and then we cut back to the present where Angel is holding this this shirt and just sniffs it, gives it a good <sighs> and that that's yeah. <laughs> the look on your face is how all of us felt. I just like I don't get like I don't, I don't know what this is supposed to convey. Is he happy? Is he sad? Is this did it affect his life? Because it apparently didn't. Because he just made all the same mistakes again that he made with Kit in the yeah. last year. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't get it at all. He's looking for love in all the wrong places, Duncan. <laughs> and 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 so are the capper on the the episode is Bill Mosley wandering back inside this coffee shop, which is now empty. And yeah. he like he swipes another sandwich, and when that goes well, he's like, "Well, how about I get myself some cake, Leatherface?" And he <laughs> he, he picks a yeah. piece of his grubby fucking like shit ridden fingers, <laughs> just takes a little, a little 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 nib off the top of that, has a little taste of that. That's not doing it from you know what would do it for him, Bo? A cup of Java Joe. Yep. So he pours himself some coffee, and then immediately spits it out because as wouldn't we you know what wouldn't you know it there's a fish in the percolator bowl <laughs> i found a fish in the uh yeah uh <laughs> damn it pete but it is not in fact a fish in the percolator it's a bunch of blood in the uh in the coffee urn yeah. and uh and he spits it out and end of episode that's it that's the whole thing yeah this this episode ends with Bill Mosley screaming and me screaming in unison with him because I've had to sit through this episode. <laughs> Dude, it is shocking. <laughs> this episode is shockingly stupid. 
don't even know if this is like I get the feeling once again that we are we are witnessing what we think is a level of shit above the water, and this is like a giant iceberg of shit below. <laughs> it's like, a shit. We're going to get to <laughs> shitanic. It, it really it, it it actually breaks my brain as to how bad this is because once again, like yourself, I like I finish these things and I, I'm instantly like. What did the internet say? And then I click on into the internet and people are like, this is a great show. And I don't say, like, I don't understand, even if you have zero interest in anything to do with cinema, films, TV shows or whatever, how you can watch this and think this is anything other than trash. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a fine question. I don't know the answer to it, Duncan. This is all... I, I'm the same way where people were like, oh, no, no, no. The, like, it, it, the slasher gets better as you go. I'm like... I mean, I guess if it's if the aim of the show is complete confusion, yeah, and discombobulation, then yes, the, this is the finest example of slasher <laughs> nonsense that we've seen so far. It's yeah, and I've heard uh, that the fourth season really bonkers as well. So you know, we'll see when we get there. But holy crap, Duncan, what a what a yes. pile. Um, I still, I, I mean, I feel like our predictions are pretty much still the same. Well, I've not seen enough to dissuade me from my idea of multiple killers, but I, I, in this one, we only really see the druid at the death scene, so he's only in this episode once. Right, and we don't see the the teacher that I think is the killer at all. Yeah, and yeah. So, but which makes sense because you know the druid's roaming around and yeah and so she's not given a test and whatnot but um yeah I, I i think that my belief that uh the the killer is still the teacher i i'm i'm okay with multiple killers here but yeah, I, think I think she's, she's at least part one of, of them yeah i think she's definitely at a minimum she's she's one of the killers i think but like, there's nothing like you see this is a, a full episode of confusion it sets up a lot of backstory to a character that doesn't die um, which is a first for Slasher. It's always that way. We get all the flashbacks from one character. That character's going to die because that's the payoff. Look how horrible they are as a character. All the bad things that they did, now they die. You're happy that they're dead onto the next episode. Um, so we don't really get that. Like Noah's character, as obnoxious as he is, it feels like he's departed the show far too early um, with no real reason like at all. Um, yeah. I'm sure just, we'll get some flashbacks to explain that in another episode, Duncan. Yeah, but by then it's too late. Like, yeah, right, by before, then I don't care. Then, I, yeah, like, it has to be in this episode of like, what we're doing. Um, yeah, like, the... And with that, we don't do a lot with much of any of our characters. Really. Like, the ones that we're spending a lot of time with in the first episode are all kind of by the wayside, whether it's the, the kids at school. Uh, I, I genuinely thought we'd get a reveal of that body. So as far as we're concerned at the moment, the the you know the the druid has killed as far as police are aware by the end of this episode the druid is struck once when in fact the druid is struck three times thrice so, yes three three times and one body's hidden and we don't know when that'll be discovered so once twice three times <laughs> a druid um <laughs> Duncan, where can people find you between now and uh, two weeks from now when next we, we speak about Slasher and, and what it's doing to our lives? 
You can check me out on podcasts under the stairs. Uh, we're currently doing a number of different things this month. Uh, the main thing we're doing is Bazoween, where the Baz is joining me every Monday to do one of those Final Destination movies, pairing it up with a heavy hitter of cinema. Uh, as we are talking just now when this episode drops as a podcast form, um, the third and potentially fourth episode should be out. The third episode is I'm looking at Goodnight Mummy and Final Destination 3. The fourth is A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night and Final Destination 4. Um, I will say that the we've not recorded the fourth episode yet, but the third one, his review of Goodnight Mummy and Final Destination 3, is rib-splittingly funny. I mean, it's, it's, he's, he's been on fine form this year. So there's a bit of that. I'm doing my 31 of... Halloween and this year I can announce that my actual Halloween episode on the 31st will be a Russian roulette franchise retrospective on the entirety of the Halloween franchise on one episode. Wow. So it's going to be it's going to be long. I've got six of those reviews already done. The final two movie reviews will be done by the Baz. So fantastic. Uh, long long episode but I put myself I've forgotten how bad some of those movies are dude honestly inexplicably bad. Yeah. Just slasher level of bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I, Halloween is a great movie. The Halloween franchise is kind of trash. Yeah, it's really, really, really bad. Like, I returned to that part six, and I was just like, it's like no one cares. <laughs> like, yeah, it, no it, one cares. it's almost like they cared more about putting out a Halloween movie than making a good Halloween movie. Yeah, it's like if someone that then explained to me it was a, a vehicle to launder money, that would make sense. Like, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's like that, that at that point, that would make sense. So, we're doing that. Um, you can check out all that stuff on tputzcast.com, uh, and that's the best way to do it. Podcast on the stairs is on all your podcasters if you're searching for it. Excellent. Uh, and for my uh, end of things, uh, I have I have finally wised up, Duncan. Uh-oh. <laughs> and I, I now have you all. Haven't. Yeah, thank you. You haven't wised up because you've you've started you've started twenty five new podcasts since I last spoke. No, no, no. So. It's not starting twenty five new podcasts. It's just doing all the the shit that I've been doing under one umbrella, and ah. which is called the Dark Parade. Uh, the Dark Parade is uh, 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 you can find that also in all the podcatchers. It's basically all the stuff that I I have been doing. Um, but in one handy location, as well as some other bonus stuff that I've been doing and um like bringing back the morbid monday stuff that i enjoy and stuff like that so um yeah it's stuff that i have done stuff that i've been doing and and a few things that i've never done before but now i have a place to just kind of do it um of my own volition and uh also while you're listening to this i would recommend of course go to legionpodcast.com which is where all that stuff is hosted and also uh i'm dropping a little mini review every ding dong day in october uh the 31 days of halloween i don't i don't tell you what it is ahead of time but every day there's a new movie recommendation and or review in some cases it's a new movie where i'm like well maybe you don't want to watch this but um (laughs) i'll I'll be honest with you at the very least and uh yeah and that's been a lot of fun a lot of uh, a couple of listener recommendations a couple of movies i'd never seen before that that i'm you know like classics of horror that i was just like i just somehow missed this and so let's Mm -hmm. talk about it and uh and a healthy dose of just stuff that i wanted to watch because they make me happy 
So yeah. uh, you can check all that stuff out on legionpodcast.com, along with a, a million other things. Like Gary's doing 31 Days of Howling Bees, so there's another special show yes. dropping every was, single day. That. Yeah, he was explaining the, the, the concept behind that, and I was like, only you, Gary Hill, could do that. <laughs> I'll tell you, as fate would have it. It's a great it, concept. Yeah. <laughs> As fate would have it, on this day, on my, on my birthday, Duncan, Winter Beast was the episode that dropped, and I had no influence over any of that. Dude, like, it's, it's weird that one, that's now out in high def, and two, like, our buddy Derek posted today that he just watched it, and how he'd never heard it before, and I was like that. You clearly have not spent enough time listening to the back catalogue of DBC. We built a chapel on the whole yeah. ground of Winter Beast and sing its praises to this day. Yeah. Oh, what a great movie um yeah i and i've got that that collection that high def collection that it's in and um it's uh of course you, you do. It, it never has nonsense looked so pretty um <laughs> uh, so anyway that's it for this time we'll be back in two weeks to talk about uh slasher season three episode three of ten bum 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 <laughs> you did it here yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh until then the only thing left to do is to say to my good friend duncan uh say good night duncan my good friend duncan say good night duncan wrong 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 is it though my <laughs>